Um, we're just <laughs> for the beginning of this daf. We're starting on daf Nunvav Amid Aleph. Yosef Rav Chanina. We're four lines into the page. So we had a discussion in the Mishnah between a machlekes, you know, of Loza ben Azariah and the Rabbonon. Loza ben Azariah and the Rabbonon. Um, if a person adds Tesefis to the Ksuba, and then he dies or divorces her after Kedushin, does she get the Tesefis? Rav Eliezer ben Azariah says, no, the Rabbanon say yes, and we had the whole discussion yesterday that they both, the Rabbanon and Rav Eliezer ben Azariah, try to get into the mindset of the person, and they just argue when that person intended to give the Tesefis. Rav Eliezer ben Azariah said, when they get married, Nisuin, and the Rabbanon say, no, just the purpose was to sweeten the, the process, and that happened after the uh, Kedushin. So how do we pass in? Yasser Khanina came to Ravyana become Allah Ravaz bin Azariya. Ravyana says Allah Ravaz bin Azariya. That was Ravyana said. Amrlay so Ravkhanina said to him, Puk cry karachlavra, go outside and teach. Ain Allah Ravaz bin Azariya, meaning stick to what you know. We don't pass like Ravaz bin Azariya. So you have machlekes. Amr Rav Yitzchak bar Rav Dimi Shem Rabbi Nu Halacha Rizam Ben Azaria. Amr Nachman Rav Shmuel Halacha Rizam Ben Azaria. Rav Nachman today Amr Ein Halacha Rizam Ben Azaria. So Rav Nachman quotes Rav Nachman quotes Shmuel that the Halacha falls on Rizam Ben Azaria. Rav Nachman himself says the Halacha does not pass in like Rizam Ben Azaria. Nardoi Mishmei the Rav Nachman in Nardoi the core of Nachman is saying Halacha Rizam Ben Azaria. Okay, so you have machlokes what Rav Nachman said. V'yafal gav the lots of Nachman, even though Rav Nachman used to curse. Ba'amar kol daina the doin karavos ben Azariah hachi v'hachi dave. He used to say, anyone who follows Rav ben Azariah, so and so thing should happen to you. Meaning he was super against Rav ben Azariah shita. Afilu hachi halacha Rav ben Azariah. Still, we pass like Rav ben Azariah v'hilchasa and the halacha lamaisa hilchasa lamaisa Rav ben Azariah. Okay. That was an easy little uh, chunk of Gemara, different machleksim, and we paskin, So here's the Shiloh. Rosalind Azariah holds that after Kedushin, you're not getting the Tosefis. The question is, what do you need to get the Tosefis? What if you enter the Chuppah, but you don't live together? Is that enough? Meaning, when he writes the Tosefis, is his intention to bequeath it after the relationship is culminating with a chuppah, like he wants that chuppah, that, that's all he could expect, what happens afterwards. Let's say he has the chuppah and then he has a heart attack. So, try to get into his mindset. Did he, did he intend to give it... He wanted more than Kedushin. The question is, did he want the relations with his wife? Was that what he thought that, that was culminating, that would warrant the Tosefes? Or is the chuppah alone? He wanted the full process, the full husband and wife process, even though they didn't live together. The question is, so if before they live together, they get divorced or he dies, does the wife get Tosefes according to Rav Lezben Azariah? So that's the Gemara Shailah. If someone enters the chuppah and they don't live together, mahu, and then they get divorced or he dies, do they get the Tosefes? According to Allah Zman Chibas Chuppah Kaina? What motivates the, him to give her the Tosefes? Is it the love of the Chuppah? That he wanted the Chuppah. That, that was what he intended, right? He's obviously intending for something when he adds more money. Is it because he wants to sweeten and have a very beautiful Chuppah? Have a big wedding with all his friends there? And that he had? Chibas Bia Kaina. Or he was thinking about the relations. So. So, so, so that's the Shiloh. So that's the Shiloh. So the Gemara says, Tashima. Well, let's prove it. It says, The Tani Rav Yosef, Rav Elazar ben Azariah once said, The husband intended for the first night. Now, the first night has both elements to it. It has the relations, but also has the chuppah. But if you're describing 
the first night, that kind of sounds like it's not Bia, because if it's Bia, it's not the first night, it's, it's, it's forever. The only thing that's one night only is the Chuppah. So the fact that Rosman Azariah said he was intending to give the money for the Chiba of the first night, the Gemara says the first night must be Chuppah, because if it's relations, it's not the first night only. Like the first night implies it was like a one-time deal. If that's the chuppah, yeah, the chuppah is a one-time deal. But if it's the relations, the relations are not a one-time deal. It's throughout marriage. So the Gemara says, Tashma, the tender of Yosef, lekasal achibas laila rishin. Yeah, I'm a bishleim achibas chuppah kaina. I don't rely on If it was referring to the chuppah, okay, that's the one night, meaning first night being the one night. It's a one-time deal. Chuppah only happens once in your marriage. Eliyam achibas bia kaina. But if he was actually intending for the relations, bia belaila rishin isn't mekan ve'lechlesa. Where there's only bia once in the marriage, it's continual. So why why is he mentioning the first night? So Elamai Chupa, it must be that the Chiba, that the that the what he needs to sweeten the deal to give the Tosefis is the Chupa. So here's the Shaila. Chupa Belaila is Why are you describing Chupa at night? You can't have a day wedding. If it's relations, okay, the relations happens at night. But if it's if it's Chupa, Lail Harishon, what you don't have there's no day weddings. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, and according to you, what is it referring to? It's referring to Bia. So why does it have to be at night? I, the halacha is that you're supposed to have relations at night, but the truth is, the halacha is that you can have relations during the day as long as it's in a dark room. So night doesn't apply to anything. Night, night, like, it doesn't have to, you don't have to have a chuppah at night, you don't have to have relations at night. So what does night mean? So what's the answer? Ella, um, so Gemara says, yeah, but if it's referring to Bia, at least it makes a little more sense because it's more appropriate to have Bia at night. Yes, technically you could do it during the day in a dark room, but it's a more appropriate, more uh, proper, more common event to have it at night. So therefore, Laila is referring to Bia, but if you're telling me that it's referring to Chuppah, well, you can't have Chuppah during the day. So why are you talking about Chuppah, Laila? So the Gemara says, El Chupa Kasha, Chupa Nami Loi Kasha, Kivin the Stam Chupa Labia Kaima, Oyrech Ara Kamash Blanda Belayla Boy. The answer is because most Chupas are connected to the Bia, it was appropriate and proper to have Chupas at night as well. Okay, meaning, yeah, you're right. You don't have to have a Chupa during the during a night. It could be Chupa during the day. But because Chupas always lead, so therefore it was more appropriate. Uh, I just want to see if they say like Paskin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the usual time for such things as night. Okay, because the chuppah is leading to bia, so they would normally have a chuppah at night. Okay, fine. Um, so we're saying that according to Rosh Benazariah, you don't actually have to have lived together. The second you have a chuppah, that's it. She's getting the tosefus. So here's the shaila. What if it was a chuppah nida? What if she was a nida at the chuppah? Is it that chuppah is all the husband wanted, or is it a chuppah that could lead to relations? I'm trying to get. It's not I know, it's very strange. It's like sort of like retroactively we're trying to get into his mindset. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> because also like, it's also interesting because he's willing to give up the money, he's dead now. <laughs> like whatever he tried to accomplish, it didn't really work. But that, that's, at least we're trying to get into his mindset. If his, if his mindset is the chiba of chuppah, what type of chuppah? Okay. So the Gemara says, Boy Ravashi, What if she's a chuppah nida? It doesn't have to be a chuppah that could lead to bia. I do a All he wants is the pictures. Cash as a teku. Okay, I don't know. It's hard to understand. That's that's part of it. You have to know exactly what the motivation on his perspective is. 
Is it because in his mind it could lead to something? It does, you're getting married. So yes, maybe not tonight is your Nida, but give it to 10 days. I don't know, it's, 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 a, it's a strange thing. Unless there's a different type, unless there's a different, um, um, maybe during the chuppah when she's Anida, also when also when she's Anida, maybe there's not as much hiskarvas during the chuppah. As he can't touch each other, I understand that. I don't know. It's interesting. Okay, new sugya. <clears throat> sure, there's still there's still different hugging. Uh Not that many, but um, you can't go to the yichrum. That's the major one. That's like the major difference. You can't go to the Yichirum. You have to have, what they do is they have people in the Yichirum at the time because they can't miyachet together because she's a nida. Um, and obviously you're not going to hold hands down the aisle, which see them do, which you're not going to do if she's a nida. But besides for that, I mean, everything else is basically the same. Um, okay, so it's like this. The next sugya is the shita of Rav Yehuda and Rameir. According to Rav Yehuda, the woman can write in the ksuba if she wants to be Michael half the ksuba, she could write, I received half the ksuba. She could write a receipt, right? The ksuba is worth $500, so she's entitled to $500. She could give the husband a receipt for $250. That Rabbi Yehuda holds is allowed. Rabbi Meir holds, that's usher. So we'll get to Rabbi Meir in the next Ahmed, but... Why we, is that lying? Oh, so, so it's interesting. So it's not, it's not lying. What you're doing is you're being Michael in obligation. What's interesting is... Yeah, it's not lying. It's it's you're saying I received it, meaning it's I, I'm Michael, so it's kilo. I received it. What's she didn't receive it? What Michael is receiving it? How could that be? I, I, I don't understand. Meaning Michael means that I am no longer I'm no longer collecting it. So by you're saying I received it, it's the equivalent, I guess, in business. It means the same thing. It's not perceived as much of a lie. It's that, that's what it means. Now, what what's strange is okay. So a couple things you have to deal with. First of all, the concept of how is the receipt formed, that we'll deal with. But also, you can't say this verbally, right? She has to write a receipt. She can't just say, I'm Michael. That, no good. We'll have to figure out why. Right? It's specifically written, right? She can't just say to the husband, I'm Michael. I'm Michael, have to, don't worry. You can't do that. So we have to figure out why and the mechanics of it. That's the Gemara. Okay. According to Rabbi Yehuda, she writes a receipt, which means she gives the husband a receipt for for the value that she's Michael. So she's Michael half the ksuba, so she gives him a receipt for half the ksuba, and he holds on to the receipt. Here's the problem. Rav Yehuda never believes in receipts. Rav Yehuda doesn't believe in receipt. Because the receipt puts the onus on the husband. Right? If the husband loses the receipt, she could collect the entire ksuba. Because of that, Rav Yehuda in general, when it comes to loans, is against receipts. Meaning, if you pay off, let's say, you owe me $1,000. You pay me half. So, I'll give you a receipt for half. No good. Because now you have to hold the receipt, and if you lose the receipt, I could collect the entire thing. So, Rav Yehuda's against it. So, what Rav Yehuda holds is, you have to rip up the document, rewrite a new document for $500. That's Rav Yehuda's shita. He does not believe in, if you pay off half the debt, he doesn't believe in receipts, because that's putting the onus on the borrower. What he does is, he makes you rip up the document, rewrite a new document for the revised amount. So the problem is, in our Mishnah, it says that you write a receipt, right? The, the Lashon of the Mishnah is, uh, she, she says, his kabbali. she writes, I received half. That's a, that's a receipt. Oh, so maybe that's the Gemara's answer. But the Gemara at first assumes that she's writing a receipt. And the question is, review this against receipts in general. The Gemara says, If you have a loan and the guy paid off half of it, so how do you 
identify that half of it is paid. So if Yehuda Oimer, Yachlif, you have to change the documents, meaning get rid of the old loan document, rewrite a new document with the revised amount. Rav Yehuda says, just write a receipt. Now again, Rav Yehuda is against the receipt because it puts the onus on the borrower. Because if he loses the receipt, I could now collect full again and he could lose out. Rav Yehuda feels that that's not fair to make the guy hold on to the receipt. That's not fair. Redo the document. So the question is, in our Mishnah, why do we feel comfortable with her writing a receipt? So the Gemara answers two answers. Rav Yirmiya's answer is that it's not a receipt. You write on the ksuba, on the bottom, you write postscript. Half of it was paid in front of witnesses, signed husband and wife, signed witnesses. So it's not a new document that the woman has to hold, that the husband has to hold on to. It's, right, again, Rav Yirmiya's against receipts. So he thought the receipt was that the woman gives the husband a receipt, so he holds on to the receipt. That... That, uh, that, uh, that, he, that he already paid half. And if he loses that receipt, he's going to be charged the entire amount. That's not fair. So it says, Yermia, it's, where the rece- it's not a new receipt. It's the ksuva that the woman holds on to. On the ksuva itself, it says half of it was paid. Okay, that's fair. And then there's no confusion. It's the exact same document. Also, yeah, because she can sell her ksuva. So if she has a ksuva for 1000 Correct. So that's, it's important. Exactly. 900 Exactly. That's part of the concern. Now, that's the first answer. The second answer is a different answer. I think it's also very, very clever, and that is, Rav Yehuda's against receipts when the guy paid half of it. Over here, she's being Michael. You know what? We want to be nice to the husband, but, like, I get it. If, if you borrowed money from me and you paid off half and I make you hold on to a receipt and you lose it, that's not fair. You paid half and, and you lost something so you could be charged home. So What are you afraid of? You're afraid that the husband's going to lose the receipt? Oh, and he'll have to pay the whole thing? He didn't pay anything. <laughs> It's like, she's, she's Michael on him. So it's like, how, far, how concerned are we for this guy? So worst case scenario, you know what? He's got to hold on to it. Yeah, he's got to be the responsible one and hold on to the receipt. And he lo- oh, what if he loses it? Okay, so then he has to pay. It's not like he's paying double. He didn't pay anything. She's being Michael. So, yeah, so it's not. So the, the first answer is that we write the receipt on the ksuba. The second answer is Abaya. Abaya Omar. Ab- um, uh, no, it's a regular receipt. I review is normally against it. Over there, the guy paid half of it. So Dilma Mirchas Tevarta, we're afraid that he'll lose the, the receipt. And he'll be charged a second time. That makes sense. But he didn't pay anything to her. She just was Michael him. And therefore, because he didn't have to pay at all, you know what? He has to watch the receipt, and if he loses the receipt, that's on him. That, that's, that's the two answers. So either we write the receipt on the ksuba, or over here we're allowed the receipt because the husband didn't pay anything. So the Gemara says, why do they not agree with each other? Abayi doesn't say like Revirmiya because it doesn't say in the Mishnah that the receipt was written in the ksuba, it just says receipt. So that implies that it's a standalone document. But why does Rav Yirmiya not say like Abaya? The reason why Rav Yirmiya doesn't say like Abaya is because Abaya is basically saying that Yehuda is okay with a receipt here, but not a receipt there. He believes that Rav Yehuda would just be against receipts. He, he wouldn't start making situations where like, over here it's Michael, over there they paid. If you're against receipts, you're against receipts. It's a standardized process of, of exactly. So Rav Yehuda was more of a consistent nature, and therefore it doesn't make sense that like, sometimes he'd be cool with receipts, sometimes not. It just makes sense, yes or no, binary. Okay, fine. So now, here's the Shiloh. And this is a strange thing. She could be Michael the Chayv. 
the ksuba, if it's written, if she writes a receipt, why can't she just say it? That she can't do. Why? Because that's considered masna amasha kasa You're going against, you can't make a stipulation against the Torah. She is entitled to a ksuba. That's takonos chazal, maybe deraisa, depending on some tanoim. She can't go against that. Now, if it's written, so Shaila's, what happens if it's written? So the Rishonim explained, if it's written, it at least looks like a receipt. But when you're just saying it, that's clearly just, you're going against the Torah. We don't allow that. Okay. So the Gemara says, time of the kosvale. The only reason why it works is because she's writing a receipt. Aval al But if she just verbalizes, Michael the ksuba, loy, it doesn't work. Why? Because against you're going against the Torah. Now, here's the problem. You can't go against the Torah. You can't make a tanai against the Torah. Here's the problem, Rabbi Yehuda holds you're able to if it's monetary. Meaning, Rabbi Yehuda agrees you can't go against the Torah. If you stipulate, oh, hey, um, I'll do this on condition that, uh, you know, like uh, on condition uh, I as a Kayan can marry a Grusha, it doesn't work. You can't, you, can't, you can't make a stipulation against the Torah. But if it's monetary, you could. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. So over here, this is a monetary concept. It's a Torah concept, but it's a monetary Torah concept. It's not an Isser, it's money. Rav Yehuda Shita is that you're able to make a Tanai against the Torah when it's monetary. So over here, why can't she just verbalize that she's Moichel the Ksuba? Ah, you're verbalizing against the Torah. It's money. When it comes to money, Rav Yehuda is cool with that. That's a Shaila. The Gemara says, Amai, Dovashib Amamanu. Over here, you're verbalizing against the Torah, but it's a monetary halacha. Money stuff, Rav Yudah is cool with going against the Torah. Making a stipulation against the Torah if it's, if it's purely a monetary game. V'shamina leila Rav because we find that Rav Yudah holds, Davashem Maman Tanoikayim. If you make a stipulation against the Torah, but it's purely a monetary, it affects only money halachas, that's fine. What's the example? Titania. Ha'imrali yishare mekudeshesli, amanash incholai sher ksus v'ayinah. Ha'reza mekudeshes utanai bottle div Rav if you make a stipulation, you marry a woman, on condition, I don't have to f- supply you with share ksus I know. So share and ksus, let's go with share is mezainus, let's go ksus is clothing, and I know is relations. You're making a stipulation against the Torah. So says our mayor, the, the kedushin is works, but the stipulation falls away, meaning the stipulation doesn't, it d- doesn't hold up because you're going against the Torah. Fair enough. Rav Yehuda says, Ravida says it depends what you said. If you said, on condition we don't live together, relations, no good. Because you're making a stipulation against the Torah. So meaning what I say no good, I means that the, the Kedushin works and you don't, you, don't ha- you don't keep that stipulation. The stipulation evaporates. But if you said the first thing, on condition that I don't supply you with clothes, even though the Torah holds that the husband is responsible for the wife's clothing, but you're making a stipulation that's purely money-based, then the halacha is, it works, meaning you get married, you don't have to give her clothing. Because Rav Yudah holds that if you go against the Torah, make a stipulation against the Torah, and it's purely money, it works. So why over here, why can't she just say, I'm Michael the Ksuba. Ah, you're going against the Torah. It's money. For money, Rav Yudah is cool with that. So what's, what's the, why, why do you have to write it? Oh, because if you write it, then it becomes a receipt. Why? Just say it. Oh, you're going against the Torah. Rav Yudah sheet is, if you're going against the Torah, and it's purely money, that works. So over here, you're going against the Torah. Yeah, the Ksuba is the, it's a biblical concept, let's say. But you're going against the Torah, but, the, but it's, a, it's a money game. Huh? Say it again. And the Ksuba also. You say... Ksuba that, that I don't have to pay um, the clothing? 
So okay, so it's also something in a document. No, true, but it's all money though. It's all money based concepts. It's not it's not um it's not a, a Dovershepa Isser, it's not a Dovershepa Goof, it's all money based. That's my but point. We're not saying that the, 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 she, she's being mopel on the on Tuba. Uh, we're saying that she's being mopel, but she's still, we just want her to sign. True. No. So my point is like this. Let me just mute. My point is like this. we she has to sign to be Michael. And the question is why? Why can't she just verbalize it? So the Gemara says because if she verbalizes, don't give me the two hundred zuz. You're making a stipulation against the Torah, and that doesn't work. The problem is Rav Yehuda is comfortable with making stipulations against the Torah if it's purely related to money. So if you make a stipulation, hey, I'll I'll um, I'll sell you a piece of land on condition you don't like Hanukkah candles. That doesn't work because you're making a stipulation against the Torah. So it means you have to sell him the land, and he doesn't you know he doesn't he doesn't have to not light Hanukkah candles. But when it's purely contained to money. Then the halachis, the stipulation does work. So why can't she just stipulate, I don't want a ksuba? Are you going against the Torah? It's money, so what? So the answer is, the Gemara answers, um, The answer is, if it was a biblical concept, you'd be right. The ksuba is derabonon. And Chazal were more strict than even on biblical concepts. Meaning if you stipulate against the Torah, itaka works if it's money. You stipulate against Chazal, no good. Chazal are super strict because they know that they're working on an uphill battle because people don't respect Rabbanim as much as they respect Hashem. And therefore, they made it stronger. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, if you stipulate against the Torah, that would work. But if you stipulate against Chazal, which is a ksuba, which is Chazal, no good. So here's the Shailah. So you're telling me, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if you stipulate against Chazal, it doesn't work. But we find a case where Rabbi Yehuda holds you stipulate against Chazal. It does work. Here's the Shaila. One of the responsibilities of the husband is Paris, right? What I, what I mean in Paris is, I don't mean responsibility. One of the halachas is that the husband gets, in the Ksuba, right? The husband gets the field, he gets the fruit of the wife's field. Let's say the husband wants to be Michael that. Right? I'm Michael. So she brings in a cornfield. He has the rights to the corn. Let's say he's like, I'm good. Michael. What would you say? You can't do that. You're going against the ksuba. It says in the ksuba, you get it. And you're being, I am being Michael. I, I, I thought you could make a tanai against the Torah, not against the Durabanon. Ksuba is Durabanon. So she can't be Michael on the money because that you're going up against Chazal. But he could be Michael on the Paris. What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? She can't be Michael on the 200 Zuz, because now you're going up against the words of Chazal, no good. But he's able to be Michael on his rights to the fruit of her Nichse Mulug, which is also Durabanon. So what's the difference? So the Gemara says, Hare Peris Durabanon, Vlaev Durabanon Chizik, Ditna, and the Mishnah says, Ravi the Oimer, Loilam who Eichel Peri Peris, Achiyichta Vladinu Dvarim Ainli, Benachsayeh, Ubersein, Ubers Perisein, Ad Oilam. The halacha is that if the husband says, I don't want to use the Peris, it'll work for the Peris, but he'll get what's called the Peri Peris. What that means is, if she sold the land and bought other land, then he has rights to the second land's fruits. So basically, according to Ravi, if you want no rights to any fruit, you have to say, it says right, but it means to say, I don't want right, I don't have rights to your Paris, your Peri Paris, on infinite, infinity, forever. Go to the next page. The Kaimalon, my Kais of Oimer. We pass in, in that in, in later on that when it says he writes this, he doesn't actually have to write it. He could verbalize it. Meaning, why is it that she can't be Moichel the Ksuva, 
but he could be Michael the Paris, which is found in the Ksuba. What's the difference? So, meaning she can't be Michael the 200 Zuz that's entitled to her because you're going against Chazal, but he could be Michael his rights to her Paris, which is also a right delineated by Chazals. What's the difference? So the Gemara answers. I'm Rabbi. Lekol yesh ksuba, v'loy lekol yesh peris. Milsad the shchich of the rabbanu chizik, milsad loy shchich loy of the rabbanu chizik. The answer is, every woman gets two hundred zuz or a hundred zuz. So because every woman gets that, they were super strict. You can't, you can't be meichel. Not every woman brings into the marriage a field that has fruit. So because the fruit thing is an uncommon occurrence, Chazal weren't super strict. So the answer is they're both derabanan. One you could be Michael, one not. And what's the distinction? Commonality. Every woman gets money to the Ksuba. She can't be Michael then, because Chazal was strict. Not every husband brings, and not every wife brings in a field that the, called Nechse Mulug, that the husband gets to use. It's such an uncommon occurrence. Chazal weren't strict, so the husband could be Michael. One more question. So you're telling me that if it's a common occurrence and Chazal instituted it, we're very strict. And you can't, uh, you can't go against it, we're super strict. Here's the problem. Hari Chamorim, when it comes to donkeys, that's a common occurrence, and the Rabbanon um, were not strict. This is talking about donkey drivers that brought in fruits and vegetables. And again, from Amaratzim, and as uh, we've had many times, we don't, Chazal did not trust Amaratzim to separate Trumas and Mises properly. So if you have a donkey driver who's bringing in fruits and vegetables um, from, uh, that he bought from farmers that were not very from, and he says like this, What if you have two donkey drivers, right? They both have fruits and vegetables that we don't trust the Trumas and Mises level and the Kashas level. You have these two donkey drivers. They both come into the field. One guy's like, hey, listen, my fruit on my donkey, not separated trumas and meisers. But my friend who's with me, his stuff, is, his stuff is good. His stuff is kosher. So the first opinion says, Ain't we don't believe you. We don't believe you. First of all, we don't believe donkey drivers. And also, we're also aware of, we're afraid of collusion, that maybe you made a deal. But like, listen, I'm going to say yours is good. I'll say mine is not good. Everyone will go to you and we'll split the proceeds. What is our view to hold? Nemonim. Rav Yehuda holds that, that you're believed. So the question is, what does it have to do with our discussion? Rav Yehuda Shita is that when it comes to Chazal's common laws of Chazal, they were super strict. This is a common law, meaning it happens all the time. It's a derabanon, and Chazal were lenient. They allow that one donkey driver can testify about his friend. So why? Again, it's not exactly the same. It's just more just like the concept of, of are Chazal strict with their laws or not? We're saying they are, but over here they're not. So the Gemara answers two answers. First of all, the whole concept of Trumas and Mises from Amaratzim is a suffix. Meaning, this is a suffix, right? Every time you have a donkey driver bring in fruit and vegetables, it's not that we know that it's not good, it's a suffix. So we're, they're not going to be strict when it's a suffix, but when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to other derabonans, they are strict. So when it comes to ksuba, they're strict because that's a vadai. When it comes to that scenario, that's a suffix. All suffix derabonans were mekel. Another answer, which is subtle and similar, Rava Amar b'demai hekilu. It's not just that they're mekel with a suffix. Not all sveikas, but demai, which is by nature a suffix, they're going to be lenient. Demai means fruits that you don't know if meisers uh, trumas and meisers separated because the majority of people separated trumas and meisers. And that was like, not just a suffix, it's like less than 30% chance, eh, they're going to be lenient. 
Okay. I'm surprised they don't bring the oh. kill the reputation. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Maybe they, maybe it didn't back on. I don't know. Get out and then they, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, two more sugyas, and that is Rav Meir. Rav Meir Shita is that if any woman gets less than 200 zuz, right? Rav Yehuda said you could be Michael. Rav Meir said any person that gets less than 200 zuz, Hareze bilasa bilasnos. Chazal treated as if there is no ksub and it's as if it's it's uh, promiscuity. So the Gemara is medayik from Rav Meir's lashon. Kol afilu bitno. It says kol It doesn't mean. Here's the thing. Rav Meir is super strict, not just in scenarios that she gets less than 200 zuz. You see, the way you read the mission, it kind of sounds like Rav Meir is strict. She's entitled to 200 zuz. Rav Yudha says she could be Michael. Rav Meir says, no, no, any woman who doesn't get the 200 zuz, bilas nus. It's more than that. It's not just any woman who doesn't get the 200 zuz. Any woman that you stipulate to get 200 zuz also is bilas nus. Let me, let me explain. According to our mayor, if you make a stipulation, you go against the Torah, does the stipulation fall away? It evaporates? Yes. Meaning, according to our mayor, if you stipulate, I'm going to give you less than 200 zuz, the halacha is, it doesn't work. You have to give her 200 zuz. Still, if you merely make this stipulation, it's considered bilasais nos, even though you're giving her the full amount, because she hears less than 200 zuz, so in her mind she's not comfortable, she's not comfortable that she's going to get 200 zuz, so even if you give her 200 zuz, it's still treated as bilos eznos. As the Gemara says, the Gemara says, when it says that if you give her less than 200 zuz, it doesn't mean that she actually collects less than 200 zuz, it means if you merely stipulate to give her less than 200 zuz, that's also bilos eznos. Rameir holds that if you stipulate to give the woman less than 200 zuz, she actually gets 200 zuz, because your stipulation is against the Torah. Still, if you merely stipulate to give her less than 200 zuz, even if you have to end up delivering 200 zuz, merely stipulating against it is enough to make it bilasa's nus. Why? Because she hears she's not getting 200 zuz. She doesn't know the halacha. She doesn't know that like your stipulation is not effective and she's able to collect. In her mind, she's not getting 200 zuz. So when they live together, in her mind, it's as if she doesn't have ksuba. If it's as if she doesn't have ksuba, the chazal treat as if there's no ksuba and it's bilasa's nus. Oh, Here's the Shiloh. According to this, that means that according to a mayor, if you stipulate to give her less than 200 zoos, you're going against the Torah. You have to pay her. But I thought a mayor is cool with going against the Rabbanon. Isn't Ksuba the Rabbanon? So why do you have to pay 200 zoos? You're stipulating against the Rabbanon. If you're stipulating against the Torah, I get it, it's not going to work. But if you're stipulating against the Rabbanon, it should work. So I thought Ksuba is the Rabbanon. The answer is, Kesava Rameir, Ksuba de Raisa. Rameir holds that Ksuba is de Raisa. He follows the opinion of the Tanayim that the, that the, the obligation to give your wife a Ksuba is a biblical concept. Okay, last sugya, and that is um, the Shita of Rav Yossi. So Tanya. We have two opinions in the Mishnah, if you're able to have it, to stipulate, to give her less than 200 zuz. Rabbi Yehuda says, very much, it's fine. You write it down, you're good to go. As long as it's written, it's fine. Rav Meir says, Hareza bilasa bilas nus. And then you have Rav Yossi. So let's see it inside. Tanya, Rav Meir, Oimer. Rav Meir says, if you stipulate to give her less than 200 zuz, Hareza bilas nus. Rav Yossi, Oimer, Rashai. Rav Yaisi says it's fine. What I mean is, Rav Yaisi Shita is, you could 
stipulate to give her less than 200 zuz orally. Meaning, this is not like Rav Meir, because Rav Meir is against everything. And it's not like Rav Yehuda, because Rav Yehuda holds it only works if you write it. Right? As I said before, Rav Yehuda is comfortable if you write that she received a receipt. Because then it looks like a receipt. It looks like you're not going against the Torah. Rav, Rav Yossi's opinion is disagree. Rav Yossi's shita is, you could just verbalize it. According to Rav Yossi, the husband can say to her, hey, can you be Michael on half? She's like, yeah, Michael. Fine. Shine. That's, that's Rav Yossi's shita, Rashi, that she could be Michael on half. Even verbally, and Rav Yehuda Omer Ratzak Kaisel B'Sula Shtarsha Masai B'Kesevus Lek Sabadim Chamano Lamano Mana Harei Kesevus Lek Sabadim Chamishim Zuz. And Rav Yehuda says, No, it only works if you write it down. You write a receipt. So Rav, according to Rav Yehuda, it works if you write a receipt, not orally. Rav Meir is against everything, and Rav Yosi is comfortable even if it's Balpe. So here's the Shaila. According to Rav Yosi, it's a strange Shaila because the answer is pretty obvious. Besaver Rav Yosi Rashi. That means that according to Rav Yosi, she could be Michael in half, and you could only give her. $10 out of the 1000 that you owe her? Or many, I have a contradiction. Okay, why is it that Ksuba is collected from, I've mentioned this in the Mishnah, Ksuba is collected from lands, not from movables. So there's two concerns. If you, movable means cash. We don't allocate cash for the Ksuba. We, lands, why? There's two reasons. First of all, cash can be lost. Land, you can't lose land. And also, cash is much more volatile. It can go down in value, right? If you allocate silver and diamonds, but land was much more stable historically. The value of land was much more stable, but if you're going to allocate a diamond and then the market plummets, that's not fair to the woman. So it says, that, look at the b'risa. Again, Rav Yaisi Shita is that she can be Michael and she can get much less than the Ksuba. Here's the Shaila. Or many, I have a contradiction. Ein Eisen Ksuba Isha Metaltal and Tanakama says you cannot use movables for the Ksuba. Because the husband, because it can get lost. And then she could be, uh, you know, she loses it, then she, she doesn't get a Ksuba. That's not fair. Okay. Rav Yossi says, Rav Yossi says, what are you talking about? It can get lost, it can go down in value. That's a strange... Tanakama says, I'm not comfortable with movables because it can get lost. Rav Yossi's like, oh, movables? They can get lost, it can go down in value. It's like, Rav Yossi, it sounds like he's arguing, but he's just backing up the Tanakama. He's not... So he, he's saying to the Tanakama a lotion of arguing, but he's agreeing with him. They're both agreeing you're not allowed to use movable. So what's the machlokas? Tanakama nami enos in kamer. Elav hachi kamer. Bamed varmur mishalei kibel of achrayis. Ava kibel achrayis osin. The Tanakama says you cannot use movables because you're afraid it's going to get lost. But if the husband takes responsibility that even if it's lost, he'll replace it, then you could. So the Tanakama says you can't put a diamond as the ksuba because what happens if it gets lost and the woman loses out? Yeah, but if, they're up, if the husband says, if it gets lost, I'll replace it, then the Tanakama is comfortable. Because what are you afraid of? To that, Rav Yossi says, you know what I'm afraid of? Plummeting into value. You, you fix the losing the ksuba concern, but you haven't fixed the market value concern. To that, Rav Yossi says, mm-hmm. it, can get, it can go down in value. See, here's a shiloh. It's a strange kasha because the answer is quite obvious. But the Gemara says, Rav Yossi is so concerned about the market value going down and the woman losing out that he doesn't feel comfortable with you using a diamond as the ksuba because it can go down in value. But she could, be, but she could not get the whole ksuba. She could be Michael. Meaning, 
Shail is strange, but the Gemara is saying, I don't understand, you have, you have two statements. They don't, they don't seem to drive according to the Gemara. One is that Rav Yossi says that you could ask the wife, hey, could you be Michael and she could be Michael and she doesn't get the whole Ksuba. But on the other hand, Rav Yossi is super careful that the market value of the Ksuba shouldn't go down. So like, which one is it? Do you want her to get the whole Ksuba or not? You understand the Shaila? So the Gemara answer is very simple. And the Gemara answer is, the answer is very simple. In, in the case of the diamond, he's afraid of the market value going down because she'll lose out. In our Mishnah, she's being Michael. It, she's the one who's starting. She's the one being Michael. If she's being Michael, Rav Yossi's comfortable. Rav Yossi's not comfortable in a scenario where she's not Michael and you allocate a diamond for the Ksuba and the market value plummets. But if she's Michael and she's cool with it, Rav Yossi's cool with it too. I will stop you. Hold on one second. Recording stopped. All right.